The Daily Talk Show, everyone, episode 74. Tommy Jacket, can you pick up your microphone, yeah, please? Yeah, sorry, mate, sorry. This, uh, fuck, this is an interesting app. This is our, um, we're out of our normal studio, which is usually Josh's house. Yeah. We're sitting in hammocks. We're lying in hammocks. I feel like you tend to yell when you're in a hammock. <laughs> Am I yelling? You're yelling, yeah. We're in a hammock! Quite so brief. where we are is um, a friend of mine who has an office. <laughs> it's not really an office. I've got an office on a street in Collingwood, and so does Derek. Derek, what's up, Derek? Say hello. G'day. How are you going, guys? Yeah, we're, we're good. We're really good. And so, so Derek's got like a, a workshop. I'm going to turn your mic down because you're fucking yelling. It's fine. You're so excited. Derek's got a workshop, um, which is. Uh, like vintage scooters, scooter repairs. Basically, he—if you break something that's mechanical—he could probably fix it. And um, it, he's got this awesome. When I came in here, it's like an old school. I don't know. He's had it for a long time. How many years have you had this scooter workshop for? I've oh, been in here for about twenty years, actively in scooters for about fifteen. Okay, okay. So and we're in Co- we're in Collingwood. It uh, is it, when you walk in, it's like. It's a traditional fucking mechanics workshop, yeah. you know, shit everywhere, but it looks like it's in order and there's like vintage scooters and there's a room, if you dig a little deeper, that he's converted into a podcast studio. So I've been telling you, Josh, that we need to do a podcast from here. Yeah. And the funny thing is that the uh, normally factories, garages, anything like this, I would feel a little bit out of my comfort zone because... It's, you don't know how to work a hammer. Yeah, it's, I don't know how to work a hammer. It's uh, I'm I'm not the most the blokiest bloke. If anything ever happens, anything happens to my car, I tend to um have to contact RACV rather or than you, doing girlfriend. Anything. Exactly, she'll be able to do it. But um, no, what the thing that's uh, amazing about this, Derek, is you've built a podcast studio in your you closing the door. Feel free to close the door. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> And so, Derek, tell us why... Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? It just like shuts out the audio. Tell us how you ended up with a podcast studio uh, in your um, in your factory. Well, it all, it all started with a very special room that I built to be sort of mostly soundproof. And this room was built to host a dynamometer. Now, for those who don't know... <laughs> That is a, a sort of a chassis, a machine you roll a motorcycle onto, has a massive metal wheel that the, the, the power of the motorbike turns and the computer sort of measures off the power and diagnostic machine, really. Anyway, that thing is so heavy that you can't move it. And so the room was kind of committed to that. And I thought, what could I do? There's a computer in there. It's a soundproof room. I know. I've always wanted to do a podcast, yeah. But in a stinky factory like this one, there's just never been a possibility. So that was it. I wonder I've, if there's there's more fumes in here when I'm talking or when there's a car on full rev. <laughs> Good joke, <laughs> Josh. Thank you. It's I a like bit. Of, it's a dino dino joke. First dino joke of the day. Josh, did you know what a dino was before? Yeah, yeah. Derek I told you. I, so I worked on a show, Derek, called <gasps> Rodder's Life. It was a car car show, Channel Thirty One. Well, fourth, have you ever heard of Rodder's Life? Probably not. No, but that's fine. But sounds great. Yeah. I have now. Rodder's uh, Life. And uh, no, we. I remember doing some filming. I don't know if it's still around, but in Port Melbourne, there was this, uh, I don't know, like arcade type thing. They were trying racing 
on dinos. Do you know about this? No. Where, where people would bring their cars and the software that's spat out was actually like you would see a screen and all that sort of thing. Oh, and that's would, sick. But it's basically because I think the drag racing scene in Australia is a bit fucked or in Melbourne anyway, right? So they, But they try and get people off the streets and what they were trying to do is this whole put your car on a dyno and drag race. Oh, yeah, it's all, look, massively testosterone-driven, <laughs> right, all yeah, motor yeah. vehicle stuff. You're happy you're fucking injured. I found, I didn't, when I first got this dyno, I did an experiment and I got on the Facebook Yeah. and just wrote, and it, people had already known in the scene, people knew that I had the dyno and I was dynoing things and how your maximum horsepower was a thing. And I just wrote a post that just said 17, the number one and seven. Yeah. And just put it up and left it. And uh, one guy, I got a bit of response from that going, how'd you get that? And I had one guy ring me up whose scooter I was working on at the time. And he said, um, "Am I gonna, is that me? Am I going to get 17? I said, no, 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 you didn't. Mate, you, know, that's you didn't a, go for the optional extras. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. probably going to get about 14 and You didn't half, even 15. say that's what it was for. You said that's, you should have said, mate, that's how many donuts I had today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was the experiment. Uh, so the dyno, just, I mean, away from scooters, we put my electric skateboard on it. Remember that, Derek? Oh, yes. I forgot about it. <laughs> this is the street that gets the littlest work done in Australia. <laughs> Derek and I just in the studio. And so we, we're, I'm actually swinging in a hammock right now. Tell us... Um, what happened with these hammocks? Like wh- how they came about? Well, look, it's a lifestyle thing. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much always, 20 years I've been in this factory and, you know, there's obviously going to be more than three occasions when I've been chronically hung over <laughs> in this building or, you know, with the flu or whatever you, whatever you want to call it (laughs) and you just got nowhere to go nowhere to hide it's just all been gritty and you know grease on the floor and you can put your head on the desk and then you know the doorbell will ring (laughs) so it just dawned on me a few months ago that this room was clean and had beams at either end I went oh my god I can get a hammock Went to Bunnings, twenty five bucks. Is that all these yeah, things cost? Get out of here. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they're so they're bright orange. It looks like prisoners' outfit. Yeah, um, and it's a traditional hammock, but just bright orange. And the thing that I think is amazing about this space is it's sound. It's soundproofed, but it's soundproofed the opposite way, in the sense of you're trying to stop us getting out, our sound getting out. Mm. Exactly. Well, yeah, I didn't think too much about acoustic treatment when I was building it. Uh, because who cares? You're, you're in a room with a screaming two-stroke engine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter if it's sort of reverbing a bit. You've already got your, you know, your earmuffs on. Yeah. But now I've been trying a little bit at a time to treat it a little it bit. It sounds great in here. It sounds like really, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that you're in a bloody factory, that's for sure. It's by far our best location for, for doing for a podcast acoustics. at the moment. So... The the scooter stuff. Why do, why do you actually need a dyno other than just testing how fast it goes? It doesn't test how fast it goes. It does, doesn't it? Or well, no? it does, but it's not the main reason of a dyno. Yeah. So the dyno is just to is it? To, <laughs> Derek, help us, please. You just yeah, let right. it. You're help letting Josh. Tommy and I. No, you're letting Tommy and I have this debate <laughs> on a dyno, and fucking Tommy knows. Fuck all too. I know. I know He's about dinos. Man, I know about dinos. Campton and I used to be obsessed with fucking dinos, and he's got a GTR Nissan Skyline R34 GTR. Did you know that? 
He's got an epically fast car. No. Wow. And so he used to get it on the dyno all the time to check the how many killer wasps it had. But so ki- so killer, kilowatts so, is different so, to speed, horsepower, all these things. Uh, ho- kilowatts is horsepower. Okay. It's, it's a different, you know, metric. Kilograms, imp- pounds. It's metric versus imperial. Okay. So horsepower sounds cooler. Yeah, yeah. But you get less, I think. <laughs> and so and so, what's what's the traditional use? We're using a dyno every day. No, no. Okay. So it, it's it's technically for tuning. So mm. you you can. My idea would save me from screaming up and down Easy Street yep. to test bikes, mm-hmm. but um, I just kept doing that anyway. <laughs> and he still does. <laughs> I can actually vouch for that. <laughs> well, oh, there's Derek again. <laughs> What I like about this stuff, though, too, like because it's quite specialized equipment. Where do you get a dyno from? Like, what's the ballpark figure on the cost of a dyno? How do you like from a business point of view? Is it a practical thing for people to get, or is this a luxurious purchase where you're like, ah, fuck? Is his wife listening, or is she not listening? (laughs) I don't mind her knowing I've got a dyno, but I do mind her knowing I've just sold it. She doesn't know, no. Okay, she, I mean, the daily, po- daily talk show is huge, but I don't it's know if spreading it's... spreading quickly. She, <laughs> I, think, I think you're probably safe. She probably hasn't seen my Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's not one of the, you know, so the, the followers. G- going to your Instagram, the Aussie vinyl show. So how did you get from having a fucking dyno in the factory to having fucking turntables and a podcast? And records everywhere. It's sick. Well, I, got, I probably got a bit of tech, tech addiction building the studio and I kind of was thoroughly enjoying it's better than a coke addiction (laughs) (laughs) on addiction level it's very good (laughs) (laughs) at first (laughs) it's more sustainable I reckon than a coke addiction you end up with a bit more yeah (laughs) stuff you still have to do the same shit meeting people from gum tree all all (laughs) it's true (laughs) Uh, yeah so tell us about it right so yeah I was like sort of put the studio together with this idea I'd have a podcast studio and I didn't, didn't actually consider doing it myself though I probably still say it the, the whole point is to to build this studio that people can use and it was kind of more of a an idealistic do-gooder kind of vibe I was like oh let's make this studio that people with that you know that have got no other voice can come in and groups and stuff like that and it's that, like that, the new community radio <laughs> in some regards well, that it? was it yeah. well when I first came up with the idea before I had this room about two or three years ago, I thought, I'd like to have a podcast studio. Mm. Um, then it was actually community radio that to put the blankets on it because I looked up, you know, alternative places you can hire to do a podcast. And yeah. 3CR was doing it for cheap in a fancy pants studio. So yeah. I kind of went, oh, forget it. Yeah. And then it sort of the idea popped up and then I went, oh, it doesn't really matter because now I want to, you know, I'm not trying to make money out of it because yeah. it's in a pre-existing room. And so the show and the content, vinyls, like what is it? What does it all mean to you? How have you gotten here? What's your background that sort of sparked that interest? Well, the you know the the uh, the great Oracle mentor out there, I YouTube search, <laughs> um, came up with you know a lot of things like stop hating your own voice and you know all those kind of things you you learn when you go oh how do I do this yeah. And uh, one of them was like, do what you know, do what you're good at. And everyone's going, do a scooter podcast, do a scooter podcast. I'm going, oh, I'm kind of, this is meant to be escapism, <laughs> not sort of laying down more scooter shit in my spare time. 
you talked about before we got on this, you, you mentioned that you're like, oh, when, when it starts recording, I get nervous. You don't come across as nervous. And it's interesting because I see you, like you look at your, your Instagram page, you've put, how many videos have you put up? Probably 140 or something like that. Which, I mean, you can amazing. only do if you're actually genuinely passionate about what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And so, how do you battle the nerves? I mean, it's not like you're doing it on in, in on a stage in front of thousands and thousands of people, but everyone feels nervous. I know the first podcast we did, there was a bit of nerves. What's How do you deal with that? Well, I don't really. I just kind of push on and go, well, it's going to happen. It's, uh, I see it as kind of like they say you've got to have this operation. Well, you do, don't you? You go. Yeah. You don't wag it. Yeah. You go to the operation and then you... You go, it's ages away and then, the, you know, they can't – I haven't had an operation, but I imagine <laughs> it's like this. And then and then they wheel you in and then they give you a needle and you go, oh, shit, it's close now. It doesn't matter how scared you are. Yeah. It's happening. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you wake up and everything's cool if you're lucky. So I see it like that. I'm just – you know, if someone – two times I've been best man in the you know in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, from the day they say, can you be my best, my best man, my whole life has is, is got another layer of – gelatinous film around it in, yeah. of nerves until yeah. the second I sit down and then I feel every bit of grog I've drank that night so far. <laughs> hit me like a brick so it's like that and so I can you, do it were you listening to podcasts like how does what I'm really curious about is so what was day to day what's day to day been like for you for the last 20 15 years or whatever and how has the how has podcasting slowly sort of come into your vision it's it's another guilty confession because I discovered, you know, the after show podcasts. Oh, like I was the, really into something. Like, let's say like a reality show. Like no, a, no, no. You know, if they have a show like uh, The Walking Dead. Ah, uh, right? yeah, sure. People uh, and then yeah. there's a, and if you really like that show, and then I'm at work, working by myself every day, yeah. and you put one of those on, then you've got these a couple of. Americans sitting there going on and on about the show that you've watched last night. They yeah. spend an hour mm. talking about a 40 minute show sort of thing. And that's, uh, and I thought that was kind of, that's, that was how I, that was the only podcasts I knew for a couple of years. And they were, um, and they were good. And I, I liked the way that they saw things that I didn't. I just watched a TV show yeah. and then went to bed. Yeah. But these guys going, have you noticed that the, 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 there's a uh, there's a codes to the colors of t-shirts the dude wears in Breaking Bad and all this I've got information <laughs> that's cool. and that's really all podcasts I've listened to it's just they can go deeper and so yeah. for the scooter business how did how did that come about how did you start on your path, career path what was it you you know the the entry into it totally by mistake I just um, just I've just always operated with no ambition. Um, so I just got into scooters. Yeah. My mate said, oh, I'm going to get a Vespa years and years ago. And I went, oh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> uh, I want one. <laughs> and, and, I, you know, I got a, an older one than him. And then I just, you know, while he was just riding to work every day, I was going deep into it until a whole, you know, 50% of my workspace. This was a wrought iron. In fact, I was, I was fabricating wrought iron furniture and architectural stuff in here for many years before that. So you've always worked with your hands, yeah, and you are yeah, 
you know how to fix <laughs> mechanical things. And so, what did you just start tinkering around with it? Mm. Yeah, just just tuning them, pulling them apart, carry on. And then the there was a drought here. I think you remember and. This, there was a big boom in uh, modern scooters, the automatic ones, or Tupperware scooters, I call them. But, uh, but uh, that's just being bitchy. But um, scooter talk. There's a big, scooter there's that's a big what you get. You get a lot of bitchy scooter talk on Derek's what, scooter uh, podcast. Uh, uh, if you made one, <laughs> if I did, I, I, I'd, yeah, I'd probably lose a lot of business. Well, uh, the the thing with this with scooters, and this is something that's just. Um, I feel like my perception of scooters has only changed over the last couple of years. Um, is like I used to think that scooters was this real femme thing, right? And then I started meeting people who, like, I think you're a pretty blokey bloke. Where does that where does that sort of femme vibe of scooters come from? Is it a certain scene within like Italy, the, like the metrosexual <laughs> the type metrosexual of thing. Italian? Yeah, you've been like, to Italy, Josh, haven't you? No, I'm about to go. Oh remember? fuck, man! Wait till you see the dudes on those scooters over there. Is the that where it comes from? Well dressed yeah. motherfuckers. It go, look, I I put it down. To, it, it, I think it's just one of those Australian things. Yeah, uh, where you know we kind of a little bit isolated, and it's we miss out on a few interesting <laughs> points in history. Yeah. Um, I've you know with the review I've just done this morning before you guys came in was a band called Marching Orders, which is an Oi Skinhead band, mm-hmm. and four of those four of the members of that band. That's, that's not true. Two of the members of that band and the photographer from the cover yeah. all ride scooters. They're all covered in tats and they're all genuinely tough. Mm. Wow! So scooter this how niche like how the um, subculture of scootering is it like is it there's obviously something out there yeah well it's mostly comes from the uk it's a uk thing so all the you know that you the mods is kind of the most mostly known part of it the mods as in just Mo- modifying the, the no mods as in you know uh the who dudes in suits riding around on scooters sure. you don't know okay we'll i don't start. know i don't no, fucking what is know anything the who, i know who the who are right there is that what you are you yeah. referring to the the group the yeah, who? yeah 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 okay. so there was a subculture that kicked off in the early, you know the british subcultures have always come from basically poor kids with nothing else to do and they build a subculture you know yeah. punks rude boys I don't fucking watch film. I don't know anything. So my cultural sort of, this is what's going to be fascinating Josh was in born Europe. in 90, 90? 1990. I'm fucking like, yeah. I know it's outrageous. So I know nothing. So preface anything that you're saying with Josh has no fucking idea, but I'm so interested. Josh was just uploaded onto the Matrix. He hasn't seen that, but you'll know what I'm talking about, Derek. So he's fresh. Just feed him a new system. So, so the, yeah, there's all these. Um, yeah, so talking. Right, so subcultures. there's a succession of subcultures that come mm-hmm. from poor kids in Britain. Yeah, and w- w- there were ones called Teddy Boys, which I think are very funny. But my father was a Teddy Boy. Yeah. Um, but the the mods they they it's very interesting. They just went all right. They think, you know, we're scumbag kids in, from the poor areas and we haven't got work and all that. So they obsessed and wore Italian tailored suits. I mean, it started in, it's before it hit the poor kids, it started as a movement. They say by a couple of Jewish lads in London yeah, um, who just went, let's go, let's look fucking sharp. And that was, and that was it. 
let's look super duper sharp. And that evolved into using the Italian scooters because they were neat. There was no dirty oil or anything anywhere. Mm. You know, they were all self-contained. And it moved into that and then it took off and it was huge. And they used to go and have big brawls with the rockers. And because we're, cool. we're, we're in Collingwood... And so, did you grow up in Collingwood, or where did you grow up? No, Moorabark. Moorabark. Yeah. Okay, so how how long? Like, do you live close by here? Are you, do you? What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. I'm curious as to, um, you know, did Australia see that? Like, how, have you? Did did we then sort of take that subculture? And because I, I think I could, I can't really imagine because Collingwood for for our international listeners. How would you describe it? It's a pretty. It used to be pretty fucking rough, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. This was a a rough inner city suburb that would have housed people working in inner city factories. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you told me the story about this street twenty years ago to what it is today. What's the comparison? You uh, something stuck out from what you told me about it? Twenty years ago, it, there was. Well, you know, you you're in a height. You know, you're you're somewhere working down there. Mm. Right, and there's a basically a billion more people sitting there doing work mm. compared to 20 years ago. That yeah. w- the the building over the road was one huge. It was the last kind of freestanding red brick inner city factory mm. you could ever see from a distance. There's a few Fitzroy ones where they put balconies on for apartments, mm. and it was only reasonably recently that they tore the facade off and. Made it look like the Crown Casino Dunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Good heckle. Good heckle. And, and what, did, yeah. what was the Why factory? Got to say it. What did they actually do in the factory? Well, they, they when I most of the time when I was here, it was a, a sign making factory, but it was all about shoes. The whole street was about shoes, mm. really. Uh, although, just after World War Two, I think from here down, in, from my building down to your building, was owned by one company, and they made board games. Wow. Do you know what what ball game? I did know. It's something to do with war. I did know. I haven't got it handy. It obviously didn't do well. (laughs) They closed down. Derek couldn't give a fuck about it. (laughs) You're in an industry that um, seems unique. Has it... How have you seen from you know the global financial crisis? Like, what's the ride in business for you? How are you seeing it? It really, it really doesn't affect me at all because it's so small and I'm kind of... There's probably one other guy that does it who's an old Italian guy down by the, the seaside. He rips you so off. it makes... <laughs> no. Gives you rusty rusty uh, tools. No, let's not come into that. <laughs> but uh, the, the yeah, I, probably business-wise, I, I, I don't handle... like Because I've when I was doing the wrought iron, it was unique and it was my my designs kind of thing like mm. creative creatively and with the scooters there's there's no one else doing it so i kind of become super sensitive to competition if someone goes oh yeah i'll fix that oh, you know he my mate fixed it for me i was like oh who's, who's the fucking mate yeah. <laughs> who's this what you know so i i don't ha- uh, yeah I'm, I'm not in a competitive business so i just i've forgotten what it's like what what sort of content do you consume to like have you gone down the YouTube rabbit hole of scootering or is it just not a thing? What does that mean? You mean well, creating we, content? No, as in, no, just watching content. Like, Are there vloggers who are in the scooter scene? No, look, not really. There's, hey, there's, it's Romeo. We're fixing a scooter today. <laughs> this one's a new one. 
<laughs> Not really. It's, it's Look, it is an opening and I do every day I probably go, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should. Yeah. But I'd like, like I said, I don't handle criticism very well. So, you know, YouTube's not where you want to be. Next thing, the, the comments would be like, Yeah. Oh, you used a wavy washer in that one in 1964. That was supposed to be a, you know, uh, you know, twice as many waves in the washer shape. You know, like. Is that like, how finicky they oh, are? Yeah, it gets a bit, gets a bit intense. Yeah. And so, do you, are there expos, conferences? Where the fuck do you like find out this information? On, on, Online. Oh, yeah, I suppose Do you go like swap meet type of shit and find like old manuals of... Not here. This happens in Italy and England and stuff, but no. There's only swap meets they've been have been kind of in this building. (laughs) (laughs) So do you do the... Do you feel the need to go out and explore overseas to see what's going on or is it all very self-contained? It's just just someone brings in their broken scooter and I fix it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. there's not much to learn. Like if when someone does turn up who can do what I do, mm-hmm. and it has happened, then suddenly you just kind of perk up and go, oh, shit, I better get, you know, learn some more stuff or be on the cutting edge. Yeah. But I usually learn about what new products are available um, from my customers. Yeah. They ring up and they go, oh, what do you think about this new 218cc, you know, aluminium kit mm. for the – Blah blah, and I'll just go. Let me just check on that, and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and, Fake market. And you were talking to us before about the um, the fact that you're a, a bit of a name dropper. Who's the most famous uh, customer that you've ever had in your shop? Oh my god! I know. I've got I've got the daily talk shows. <laughs> uh, in here right now, which is pretty exciting, but, yes. but not customers. Um, what about? Um, I, well, is I that the answer to the question? No, Dan get, Henschel. Dan from, Henschel. And, 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 you won't know uh, their name anyway, Josh. Yeah, I know, but oh, it's like Derek's might. about it. Dan Henschel. Yeah. I've heard of. Yeah. Go on. Well, he. Um, that's a slab, isn't it? <laughs> what happened? My phone rings. No, no, that's oh, okay. well, yeah, this isn't. Um, this isn't uh, film. Film production rules okay. here. You're, you're fine. I had a guy come in who said, and I told this story this morning after I met another guy who I planned to name drop. But um, <laughs> he came in with this like a nice tatty old scooter, which is obviously emotionally connected to. Yeah. There has to be a reason why you'd keep it. And he was, um, oh, what a sting! All the zingers. No, it's a, emotions more important <laughs> yeah, than exactly. uh, you know prestige. Jeez, you must be, have some fucking real deep seated <laughs> need to keep this piece of shit. <laughs> I've copped that all my life with all my cars so in your face. So the um, he's come in and he said, look, I, I'm sick of it every year. What can I do? Every year my battery goes flat. I'm going, well, why do you use it? He goes, no, because I go and work in America for sort of half the year. I'm going, yeah. ooh, what do you do? He said, I'm an actor. I said, fuck. That's grouse. I'm a name dropper. <laughs> Give me something. I said, come on. And I thought, he's going to say, you know, I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm an extra or something like that. Yeah. And I said, he goes, oh, I'm doing this show. And um, I said, well, give me the biggest thing you've ever done. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, oh, Snowtown. 
Yeah. Have you seen it? I said, no, no, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to. Is it the is Snowtown, the Adelaide one about the, the murderers and stuff? Yeah, great. Yeah, bodies in the barrel yeah. kind mm. of thing. So I said, oh, yeah, w- when I watch it, what part? He goes, you'll know. I'm the fat sicko with the beard who, <laughs> you know, kills people. I'm going, yeah. oh, right, okay. What else? And he was doing a show called Turn Washington Spies, yeah. which I've watched every one of. You're good? I love it, yeah. What is it's he? historical about the... Um, some kind of revolution in America. Not the Civil War, but something else before yeah, that. Yeah. Talking uh, murders, Easy Street. Oh, a, yes. That's the famous Easy Street murder. Yeah. So you, how long have you been in on oh, Easy Street And I've Street got a connection for? to it. I've got uh, a connection to it's it. It's not about you right now, No, Tommy. no, no. This is a fucking good connection. But you tell Derek. I want to well, get no, a no, sense wait, of... Wait. Well, the way I roll with, with this topic yeah you don't, you guys actually don't know this but i have a specific way of dealing with this topic okay great. and that's just letting people tell me their information first <laughs> really? okay you want that <laughs> yeah sounds like a something a murderer would say but we'll go <laughs> <laughs> just in case he's on yeah. me yeah what does he know Where so was- in short there was a murder on easy street and there was a uh, a woman killed and a baby that was in its cot just crawling around, the woman was found three days later after the murder and the baby was alive. When was this? What what year are we talking? I, I couldn't tell you. It'd be what, 60s? No, 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 sorry. No, it wasn't that late. Okay, I can work this out. Because my brother knows the baby. Really? Dun, dun, dun. That is interesting. Wait, so the baby's obviously grown up to be an adult? Yeah, survived. And yeah. so... Th- the police must have gone in and found this fucking poor little baby in a cot, just hungry and screaming. Fuck. And and so I think it was my brother went to school with the guy yeah, or partied with the guy. One of those things. But either way, my bro has met the baby that was in the house. And he's doing okay? That's fine. He's an yeah. adult now. Yeah. Well, I know he's an adult didn't now. see the murder. Sort of like, yeah, I know, but I still think if your mum was murdered when you were a baby, it, it would almost still become sort of surreal, I, think, I feel like. If it happened before you were born, you would be it would be seen as like a story. You'd almost feel like it's a movie you're reflecting it's on. It's got bad bits in it. Really bad bits. It's a story that's attached to you. So I wonder. I feel like you'd be. It's. I think know. it'd be a hardened scab. No one lets you forget. That's what yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. I, one of my memories. Of, basically, what I was saying before was alluding to the fact that. 20 years of here yeah. when before they had all before they set up all those cheap sneaker shops up the road you know locals would cruise past all the time I made my whole living out of just selling things to them yeah furniture yeah <laughs> <laughs> depends on what time of day <laughs> yeah or so, if you use the code name so um so i i sort of grabbed the from the last of the oldies that used to be around here before they sold up for millions and took off or, or passed on or whatever. But they used to tell me little titbits here and there because it was their their patch and all that, Yeah. But um, which I've forgotten most of. But I do remember the, the Herald's son, don't like mentioning the name of that paper too often, but the Herald's son, I remember the headline, and I was here, so it was no longer than 98. It was not before 1998. Yeah. And it, the headline said, I do not hate my mother's killer. And it I was. I do not hate the, my mother's killer. Yeah, and it was, they got a quote off the baby. The baby, and it was his 21st birthday. So they'd gone and hunted him down, hit him up for a quote. 
on his 21st birthday. Yeah. Fuck. Well, so, he roasts so having to do that, chasing up someone. So 1998 was 21 years. It was 21 years before that, are you saying? No. Well, the guy would be around 30. It'd be between 36 and about 40. So what's an average? What, what's the rough? What's the rough time that he that this all went down? I'm just trying to get context. Is Tommy said the 60s. Is he way off? No, I was way off. I just told you okay. it would have been because my brother's 36. Okay, sure. And so he would be maybe. around the same age. Ah, of late course. Late 70s. So that's how. Yeah. So it'd be late late 70s. So late 70s. Okay. And so I was wh- here from 98. So it, it it could have been after that. Yeah. When the Herald Sun thing came out. Yeah. Mm. Sure. But it, but it's, it's so it's after mid seventies. Fuck! Yeah. I tell you what, we're all a bunch of detectives here. <laughs> we're working it all. It's like when you watch air crash investigations and you become an aviation oh, yeah, expert. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, well, you can't be fucking running an A three eighty at that sort of weight. You know? <laughs> so so what it's happens? These people are walking true, past true crime podcasts. <laughs> you found out about this headline, and what what does that make you think? Well, it just made me just hate the Herald Sun even more than I ever have. <laughs> well, you were obviously entering into Easy Street would have known the history of like of that. Of well, that everyone moment. told you. Yeah. People just went, oh, Easy Street, Easy Street. Like, it's it's 20 years on. Yeah. Why so was the then, street? It was still a little fresher. Yeah. People still do it, but people that are older. Yeah. So, as obviously, as people get older, yeah. there's... That's their. Re- they understand there's that less and less point. people that, like, you guys go, oh, I just found out about Easy Street. Yeah. Right? But so there's less and less people knocking around this area mm. that just the first thing they say is, oh, Easy Street. Like when I, if I order a, some steel from a Dandenong factory or something yeah. like that, um, they it, reference the, the murders. The lady on the phone will go, oh, Easy Street. Oh, yeah. Oh, every, wow. Well, every, that's how I knew about it was because uh, I remember speaking to my mum on the phone. I'm like, I'm going to. Just going to Easy Street where Tommy's office is, and she's like, "Oh, Easy Street." It's a thing, and she 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 lives in uh, Roval, not far from Dandenong, so it must be a southeast thing. <laughs> just and, and so, do you know any more details about like what have you collected along that you can well, tell I, us? I started collecting and these make the fucking shit up because yeah. it's a good story. Anyway. <laughs> there were, I mean, there there were there was a TV show. Someone I knew produced it, and it was one of those using a. A psychic or something oh, to, yeah. you know, there's a local made TV show about yeah. it and they made a big deal about, about some things that they never revealed about the crime scene. There were actually two women murdered. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's why the rumours that like the old people used to say, you know, little things, I can't remember all the details, but there were things like, you know, there were bits of... There were body parts found in letterboxes. And, oh, no. Know, but these would have been Chinese whispers. and Yeah. You can't say that anymore. These would have been stories that had adapted after each person told them on. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. I wonder what it does to a uh, a street or a, you know, an area, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember just being a kid and having, like, uh, you know, stuff go down. You know, SWAT teams called or like people killing people. And it's just like, yeah, you you really paint a picture as a kid. You remember What about that owning thing? that house? It's obviously still there. Well, it was on the street. Was it at a house or what was yeah, it? it, was, it was yeah. Yeah. House. yeah. Yeah, it's a house down there. It's, it was always, I mean, a while back it was always kind of like, oh, who's going to live in there kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, and someone has t- as time goes on. Yeah. Would you live in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. It'd be worth fucking one point eight million. If bucks. I was allowed, I have to live in Preston now. <laughs> Thank you very much. To answer your earlier question, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, uh, 
we've, we've, we're nearly at 40 minutes, so we better wrap it up. But I want to know more about this podcast stuff. So how, how much time are you spending on all of this uh, now? Is it, do you find it's a, it's a good sort of distraction from your normal work? Are you going to, just like you went from furniture to scooters, is this the next, is this the next iteration of Derek? Definitely not. <laughs> he's currently nodding his head which I think All right, is signalling I, I was bringing up before yesterday we, Josh and I went pretty deep yeah. um, we, did you listen to yesterday's podcast? It's okay. what was it called? Oh, was it called uh, pork it was roll? bad pork roll bad pork roll yeah, yeah. 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 halfway through okay. and so we were kind of talking about I mean I can't really fucking remember what we talked about but the, we talk a lot about deciding on where you want to go versus where you fucking think that you'll be able to go. Mm. It's like I see you with this space and you thinking mm. might be it might be almost tarnished by those thoughts about what you could actually do with it. Yeah. So what do you want to do with this stuff? Like blue sky Total stuff. Total, right, okay. The, the dream is to get to build, uh, get a curriculum writer to write a... Um, roving podcast studio lesson into okay. primary school curriculum and have this as the base. Basically, this room simply provides some kind of credibility yeah. to the whole thing and it mm. goes around and this, here's my business idea. No yeah. one's going to hear this, are they? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any listeners, so you're okay. And we go just basically go, I've had advice from someone. That I, I said, oh, this is what I'd love to do. And they say, yeah. get it written into the curriculum and yeah. then and then you'll be cool. And, and actually have it go around to so that kids because it just covers That's a great so many idea. talents every kid with a talent you know when you go to a school play and it's it might be about uh you know some people walking through the desert but there'll still be someone with a band playing banjo because that's his skill <laughs> yeah you know exactly. what i mean like this covers everybody's skill in Absolutely. the whole school so that's my that's one of the dreams um i've actually decided to do my own podcast so how can people know? find like if people want to listen so you're going to be talking vinyls Tell us about no, it. No, decided to go the bitchy podcast <laughs> the about bitchy. scooters. <laughs> the bitchy scooter that'll podcast. Be, that'll, be the, that'll be on my Fuck. last day before I retire from scooter. <laughs> yeah. like, this yeah. is what I think Fuck about this you. this guy. Yeah. Fuck exactly. that person. Yeah. It's like the fucking <laughs> exterior of the fucking crown toilets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So what? Yeah, how, how are people going to be able to follow along if we're able to link it up? You know, yeah, what, what is the, the next little bit for you? So I've... I've Made a website called Castaway Studios, and mm-hmm. that's kind of my working title for this room. Makes sense with the hammocks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that just was. I feel a like it makes accident. me need to piss. You know how I've been drinking lots of water in the morning? I feel like it really makes me need to piss as well. I don't know if that's a. I don't care. <laughs> Derek just handed him a, a cup. I thought first full water, but it's empty. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go on. So tell us. Um, uh, so, Castaway. Castaway. So that's the idea is to, if someone wants to do a podcast, mm-hmm. they've always dreamt of it or they just mm. want to, on their bucket list, technically I'd like to just produce for them, basically. All right, come in, sit down. This is a spreadsheet that will help you work out what the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. Because mm. that's interesting, isn't it? You go, all right. I mean, you guys have always got a handle on just sitting there having a yap. Yeah. We've got no clue what we're had doing. A yap before <laughs> together. So you're going, why don't we just record this yap? Yeah. And that's the thing. Mm. But, but yeah, yeah structure is great like having that and that's I think that that's the a lot of people at the beginning you need to synthesize your thoughts you need to know okay you can talk about anything what are you going to talk about yeah and so I think that sounds like a great idea yeah to try that out the equipment I, I did a um, 
a podcast called News in Briefs, right? And it was it was a joke, one, never to be. It was to test out whether I could produce something, put it up, put it on Blueberry, uh, like iTunes, all the other ones, uh, iTunes, yeah, yeah. and I did that. It worked from yeah. my website. Yeah. I used the the podcast um, WordPress theme. And, yeah, great. And it all worked. Yeah. And then I got carried away. I probably did about eighteen or so. And all I did was look at the ABC News in my that came into my iPhone in the morning and just read the news because I just had to say something. It didn't That's matter. So good. It wasn't for anyone to hear. I never told anyone where it was. And but then I thought, but I found myself kind of going, oh fuck, you know, just carrying on and swearing because I thought, well, it'll at least be something, you know, for my education. Uh, you know, I might be able to use it, but then I can't because I automatically started swearing my head that's off. It's our biggest yeah. problem. We're going to limit our audience from the amount of times we said cunt. So that's okay. I love it. I was just thinking like this is, and they're becoming more popular podcast studios. Yeah. They're like the modern day man cave. The old man cave was have a fucking stripper pole and a bar. Like that's, yeah. I've literally seen some disgusting man caves. I don't know who you're friends with. No. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I saw, I, I just quickly, I did a show in Shepparton and we did this thing. It was like um, the, our radio show on tour and we put it out there of, can we do a podcast from your house? And this one guy, I felt so sorry for him. I got to his house at 5 a.m. He had the fire going and yeah. he had a Jim Beam can in his hand Yeah, and he'd been drinking. He was obviously an alcoholic and he had a stripper pole and he had like these old Jim Beam G-strings hanging up. And my point is, like, that's that's the old style. I'm sure you've seen them. Derek's probably got one at his house. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but this is like the this is like the new man cave. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I know that people want like Craig Harper's got one at his house. Yeah. Joe Rogan's it, got the dream man cave. I think it's yeah, you know, and it extends to anyone, right? I think anyone. The amazing thing is, anyone who's got something to say can create a podcast yeah. now and create a space. Communication and communicating with people is almost becoming real cool. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Thanks for having us uh, in your space, Derek. We're going to have you back on. And also once you've fucking gone fully live with the uh, with the Aussie Vinyl Show. Is that, what, is that the name of what your podcast is going to be? Yeah. there's gonna It's going to be an in-depth, going to pick one song, one piece of Aussie history and just go deep into it. Because that's obviously idea. where podcasts shine. Yeah. They come to you. It's fucking great. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Uh, if you haven't yet, leave us a fucking podcast review. Yeah, Derek. Uh, leave us one. Promise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and it's, uh, you can send us emails too. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Actually, Derek. We'll see you Monday. See you Monday. Bye. Thanks, Derek.